This is episode number 562 for Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. Mile marker 246. Well, okay, according to dictionary.com. Mile marker definition is a numbered mile post along a highway used as a way of determining the exact location of a vehicle. Hmm. Very interesting indeed. Some of you know why mile marker has suddenly appeared on the episodes of Weather Jazz. But I suspect that the vast majority of listening to the sound of my voice really don't understand why that suddenly has appeared during the opening of Weather Jazz. Eventually, you will find out. And I suspect that there is a segment of you that will try to guess what that might be. Might even drop me a line at weatherjazz.com. I won't say anything just quite yet. However, in time, the Weather Jazz audience will collectively know what this mile marker business is all about. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything, weather science, earth science, and periodically a whole lot more. I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier, and I am the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. Well, we talked a bit about the climatology so far in the month of September, and we are, for all intents and purposes, right at normal in terms of temperature, even though the last 10 or so days has averaged below normal. We started the month off a little above normal, so it all basically averages out in the wash. But as you will see on a graph that I posted on weatherjazz.com, episode number 562, there is a brand new meteogram which was released today based on the GFS Ensemble. Uh, That's basically one of the models that we look at and try to figure out what the atmosphere is up to. And of course, those models are all mathematically driven. Now, this is where the meteorologist comes in. It is up to the meteorologist to look at the models and basically determine whether those models are doing a good job in assessing the current scenario. All too often, and certainly I was guilty of this initially and very early in my meteorological career, you take the models as gospel. And as I like to tell everybody, there are only four of those that I know of, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And aside from those four gospels, the computer models that we look at, it's definitely not gospel, but rather they are. And this is the key word that takes a while for a young meteorologist to really grab a hold of. All of these models that we look at, the tools, I like to call them, are guidance. That is the underscored, italicized, bold font word, guidance, that basically helps us 
to see what the atmosphere may or may not be doing. Now, with time and with experience, you get to recognize certain patterns that the guidance, the computer models do well with and others that they don't. And a lot has to do with initialization. In other words, garbage in, garbage out, good data in, good data out. And one of the first places to start as a meteorologist is to look at the initialization, or in other words, the current observed state of the atmosphere, not only at the surface, but also at key levels in the atmosphere. We have certain key levels that we look at from 850, 850 millibars. That's a couple of thousand feet over our heads. 700 millibars, 500 millibars. That is a really an important level. That is essentially what we call the winds aloft level or 18,000 feet on average. And of course, we can go much higher too. 300, 200, 150 millibars. And by the time you get way up into the atmosphere that high, the atmosphere becomes rather rarefied. You can't really breathe too well up there. And essentially, once you go up above 12, 13, 14,000 feet, you can get hypoxia. That is basically the state that the human body cannot get enough oxygen Unless, of course, you very slowly acclimatize. And maybe that's another story for another time. Maybe we'll hit that tomorrow on Science Wednesday. That is the process by which the human body can acclimatize to, very, very slowly, I might add, the lack of oxygen as climbers go up Mount Everest. Most of the time, you need bottled oxygen in order to make that trip because Mount Everest is way above that level. But again, I think I'm going to save that perhaps for tomorrow. You'll have to join me tomorrow. I'm going to be doing daily updates right here on Weather Jazz. But let's take a look at that chart that was just released this morning on the GFS. Notice how we essentially see a very modest, slow-warming trend Once we get to the end of the week, looks like we are going to remain very dry going into September. An incredible lack of precipitation will keep pretty much a donut hole where there is going to be no precipitation between now and the end of the week, perhaps even into the weekend with that slow moderating trend. But something happens At the very tail end of September, notice how we go basically from mid-80s down to a forecast high temperature of 52 degrees on the 5th of October. And that's a definitive shift downward, a rather significant one. I've put an arrow there. Again, all of these graphics will be available on weatherjazz.com, episode number 562. So we'll have to wait to see if some very fall-like air will be approaching as we move into early October. Jury's still out, but I think the atmosphere is a pretty good handle on this. And we will see somewhat of a cool-down, whether it is that significant or maybe modified in some way, shape, or form. It's still many days out. However, 
It is looking likely that the atmosphere will give us a cool down as we flip our calendars over from September to October. I know most people don't have calendars anymore. I still like calendars. You get to write things, put them on the refrigerator where everybody can see. And again, maybe that's another subject for another time. That sounds like a good open line Friday topic. All right, let's continue on. And let's talk about the next 30-day period. Now, I'm going to show on weatherjazz.com the seasonal temperature outlook. This is going to average September, October, November, really not the next 30 days. And it's from the National Weather Service. Now, and over the course of the last few decades, I personally have noticed that these outlooks from the National Weather Service have a warm bias. In other words, you really have to look at that and extract the pattern out of it rather than putting all of your cards on what the map says. Because too often the map shows an awful lot of the country in a warm pattern. And you're going to see that for September, October, November. The bullseye right in the center where it says equal chances surrounded by above normal temperatures really points to more of a pattern. And this is where the meteorologist has to make that mental adjustment based on any of the biases that we've noticed in these computer models. So it looks like with the equal chance area, a trough of low pressure will try to develop in the central part of the country. Now, that's going to be close enough, I think, to keep us in the near-normal range rather than what the map suggests in the above-normal range. I don't think that's going to happen. And in the central part of the country, Minnesota, Iowa, and Missouri, and parts of Kansas, Nebraska, and the Dakotas will very likely be a little below normal. You see the pattern that I'm talking about, and for those of you that can't view this graphic yet, go back to weatherjazz.com when you have a moment and see the graphs that I'm talking about or the maps. Now, in terms of precipitation, you will see an above normal focus in the southeastern states. That will likely be a little bit closer to that trough of low pressure. That may put Ohio into the above normal category once we get into October and November. Now, if that continues into the winter months, that could certainly play a very interesting role in what kind of winter we see. Now, we're not going to cover that here. And again, like I mentioned yesterday, we're still trying to look at all of the parameters that we look at for our winter weather outlook. They just started coming in And they won't finish that cycle until we get into the middle of October. And toward the end of October and very, very early November, we will put out our winter weather outlook. And of course, I will elaborate with Scott Sable, meteorologist from The Morning Show, right here on Weather Jazz at the appropriate time. I'll keep you posted as to when I think uh, we will be releasing that. Well, what about the very, very short term? Here in the next day or so, it looks like the cloud cover will melt away. We still have some cloud cover that's hanging onto Northeast Ohio, and that is really 
keeping things quite cool. Current temperatures are basically in the 60s right now, mid-60s everywhere, and where the sun is trying to be a little more prominent, they're breaking 70, but just barely. More importantly, and of course, this is one of my favorite parts of this time of year, the dew points, they're all 50 and under for the most part, and it is just super comfortable. And yes, it will be a good day for me to continue to work on my deck. And I'll be trying to install the railing system. may take a couple of days. I will keep you posted and let you know how that goes. But what a delightful day to get on the deck. I don't have to put on sunscreen. And even if the sun does come out, I'm pretty much covered from head to toe. That's definitely one of the benefits as the atmosphere cools down and you need to do some Outdoor work. All righty, Science Wednesday tomorrow. I've already given you a hint as to the direction I may or may not go in. I don't know yet, but certainly on the back burner, we'll be talking about the acclimatization process of the human body of those that want to tackle some of the higher mountain peaks around the world. It's a process But it certainly can be done. It's not something, though, that happens overnight. Perhaps we'll tackle that. Maybe not. You'll have to find out and tune in to episode number 563 tomorrow. Now, I did promise that I would be wishing someone very special a happy birthday today. And that would be one of my dear supporters and longtime friends, Victoria Singer, who lives in the Northeast Kingdom. And today is the day that we all celebrate because God has gifted her presence to all of us that know her. And Victoria has even made an appearance inside of my book series, my Christmas book series, Christmas in Pilaf. It's a fictional series about a fictional town in Northeast Ohio, the town of Pilaf, where a lot of strange and quirky things happen right around Christmas. Right now, it's a four-book series. I'm not sure if I'll expand on that. Perhaps at some point, I'll pick up the series and run with it again, and there'll be a book five. But right now, it's a four-book series, and it is available on Amazon.com. I will keep you in suspense as to the role Victoria plays in Pilaf, my fictional town, You'll have to pick up the book series and find out. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Help me to spread the word all week long. I will have a daily release of Weather Jazz. I've got a little extra time, especially since I have a vacation week from my television duties. And so I have a little more elbow room to enjoy some extracurricular activities. And one of those extracurricular moments is spending time with you. Do you have a question or a topic suggestion? I welcome your input. You can reach me, weatherjazz at yahoo.com, and also by calling the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line. And that's 234-525-5888. I look forward to hearing your voice. Tomorrow, Science Wednesday, we'll catch you then. Weather and science across the globe. Across the globe. Across the globe.
the weather just 